Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns, and enjoy this shit show. Again, yet again, again, I am Rooster, here with Crow. Wapar! <laughs> okay, hey, I have, before we get into this, I got, a, I got a sound for you to tell me what it is. You got to close your eyes, though, because you All can right. see this otherwise. Ready? Uh, do you have a cup filled with semen that you're sipping out of? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what that would sound that's like? That, that's what I... That's what I've assumed it was. <laughs> no, that's my Starbucks protest. Oh, because uh, now you can't you can't get straws. Oh, in one of those places. So, in their infinite wisdom, Starbucks says you can buy these flavored paper straws from them, which sounds really good, right? Because there's no waste or anything. There's no plastic straws. But do you know what the flavored paper straws come in? Plastic. Plastic wrapper. Wrap. <laughs> Uh, something that's uh, uh, non. Uh, what do you call it? Non biodegradable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plastic doesn't degrade. Well, they can't. They can't uh, recycle it either. It's that shitty plastic that's un- unrecyclable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I did hear one. I can't remember where I heard this, but it was a statistic that said ninety five percent of the plastic in the ocean. You know, they say there's this big floating island of plastic out there. Ninety five percent of that comes from. Seven Asian countries. It's like China and Japan and Singapore and all this. And the rest of the countries, like um, European and North American countries, contribute 5%. Yeah. So if all of the United States got rid of their plastic straws, it wouldn't make a damn dent. Well, I heard that also that the floating island of uh, plastic or whatever is kind of a myth because they've never actually – nobody's ever seen it. They just right. assume it's there. <laughs> if you did, why wouldn't you just go scoop it out of the ocean? Yeah. Um, but I did hear something about, I think maybe it was Singapore where I saw uh, like a video where they had um, piles and piles of plastic. It was almost like a little miniature city of plastic, you know, stacked up where, you know, little kids were running around playing in it and people were like living in there. <laughs> it was really weird. Well, I think there's, I think it's Singapore. I might be wrong. Um, that uses this one river as like basically a trash dump. So it, they throw the trash in, it just takes it out to the ocean. And there's video of it. It looks like a big conveyor belt full of trash. Hmm. So That's yeah. all our fault. Yeah, we're the problem. Yeah. You know, us white people. Uh speaking of white people, so we had this event here that uh happened recently, this Thurman Blevin shooting. Um so let's try and stick with what we know versus what we heard. Thurman Blevins uh, is a black gentleman in the uh, Minneapolis area. Well, we don't know that for sure, that he was a gentleman. So let's just stick to the facts there, Rooster, okay? Yeah, okay. You're trolling me, aren't you? So he was a black gentleman. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and the police had been called to the area because a gentleman who turned out to be Blevins, was discharging a firearm, just firing it off into the air. And he was either drunk or high. He was one of those two, right? That's I, I heard that this uh, fool was drunk. Okay. I heard high, so let's just say he was impaired. Under the influence. Of something. Mm-hmm. His handgun was illegal. Correct. He's not a conceal and carry permit holder. And cops pull up. He's sitting there with his baby mama. Was it? Was yeah, it I, I assume so. I think that's the gist of it is that uh, she, she. I just microaggressed yeah. her, by the way. Yeah, and then this, they had the child in a stroller. And so he just took off running. Immediately. As soon as the police um, rolled up, he took off running. So. And the cops pulled, uh, immediately saw the gun. Yeah. Well, they saw it on his hip yeah, when they pulled like up. when they pulled up. So both uh, police cameras, body cameras, get released. The BCA was the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. Uh released that to an independent agency that went through and 
did some steady cam stuff on it and everything. So they broke it down to show that there was a point where he actually pulls his gun out. Yeah, he's actually yelling the whole time he's getting chased uh, down the neighborhood and, and through an alley where he finally ended up getting shot. He's he's yelling at the cop, you know, don't shoot, don't shoot. And the cop is, drop the gun, drop the gun, put your hands up, drop the gun, put your hands up. Um, and Was the cop saying don't shoot? No, no, Blevins was saying don't shoot. Okay, but I remember. Oh, the cop was not. Did the cop? I, I honestly did not remember hearing Blevins say don't shoot. I remember the cop saying stop, you know, stop running, all that. And he goes, why? Yeah, he actually, I, heard, I actually watched the video a couple times and he, he said don't shoot. Don't shoot. Okay, I don't, I don't remember hearing that yeah. part. Again, another reason why I this testimony is so great. But this uh, agency that broke it down for the BCA shows at one point. As, as he's looking back at the officer. He's looking back at the officer. So he does kind of have his back, back turn. Yeah. But you can see in his right hand, sort of under the crook of his left arm, just off his hip, he's holding a pistol. Yep. You pull a gun out with the cops, you're going to get shot. And then a uh, a resident of the area uh, confirmed that once he did get shot, that the police came up right away and kicked the gun away from his body. The gun he had that he had dropped once they, once he was shot, they, they came up and kicked the gun away. And there's a still picture of that that shows that, too. Yes. So then, Mike Freeman, the Minneapolis... Attorney, city attorney. Yeah, well, whatever, district attorney or whatever. Something. For Hennepin County. Yeah, yeah. So, which is the county Minneapolis is in. Um, decides not to charge them because, you know, it's a, I don't want to say righteous shooting, but justified. Yeah. Justified yeah. shooting. Um, so they, they, he goes to have his press conference and they shout him down. Yeah. Before he even gets a sentence out, he, there, there's mm-hmm. the protest is, uh, everybody starts shouting. Um, he leaves. He doesn't, he's like, oh, I'm not gonna, this is not productive. So he left. And then one of the, I believe the cousin um, got up and at the microphone and said, hey, uh, you better um, arrest these two officers within 48 hours or there will be further consequences. Well, what does that mean? Well, she didn't say, I know you've said before, she said, well, we'll burn this fucker down. She but didn't say that's that. That's the but, intent. Oh, absolutely. That's that's the threat. And right? these are, um, you know, this is the same sort of attitude that came about when uh, Jamar Clark got shot three years ago and they... They blocked that police precinct for three weeks. I mean, like throwing stuff at the police and ye- screaming stuff at them and everything. And I, I would have never thought I'd see the day where that would they'd be able to throw Molotovs over the fence at a police station and and I'll be allowed to uh, continue functioning um, in that protest and in that in that manner without getting their heads busted busted open by the cops. I would never have thought I'd see that day, but here it is. Well, who was the um... Who was the uh, mayor of Minneapolis this last term she got ousted? Uh, I can only think of the chief of police. Hart. Hodges. Okay. Becky Hodges. And that was Harto was the... Hart, yeah, Janine Harto yeah. was the... Uh, chief, so chief of police. They have a disagreement and Hodges throws Harto under the bus over this whole thing and she bails. Then Hodges goes to one of these press conferences and she wants to do this whole thing about... Hey, I'm really, I'm really, you know, on your side and everything. And they tell her, hey, you get out of here. And I, the look on her face when she was, this is back with the Jamar Clark shooting. The look on her face was like, I'm on your side and you're screaming at me. And she was ultimately ousted as mayor. And now we have Jacob Fry in there. And these people think, I say we, like I live in Minneapolis. I don't. Um, but but it's on our news all the time here. Um, we have these, we have these politicians who are like, I have to pander to these people or they'll just throw me out. It's less about doing the right thing and more about just keeping that position. And so he's trying to walk this fine line about, you know, backing the police, which he can't do and back this group too. There's just no way. That's a perfect example of, of pandering. It's a perfect example of the left eating itself. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Jacob Fry is no better. I mean, he's he's a, a spineless, you know, a virtue signaling leftist, just like the rest of them in in the in the in a blue city. Yeah, you know, and I'm not, ta- I'm not talking blue like police. I'm talking blue like politically. Well, you gotta be 
you got to feel terrible for the cops. I mean, this is the stuff that, again, I said last time, I've done a 180 on the police cam thing. And I think, thank God they had them here. Or these cops would be in, they'd be in big trouble. Yeah. And so now the, the camera even says, guy had a gun. And so you hear that there was a community activist out there saying, uh, he goes, yeah, but in Minnesota, you're allowed to have a gun. True. If you have a conceal and carry permit, you are not allowed to carry an illegal gun. You are not allowed to discharge that weapon within the city limits. So there's two crimes right there. That discharging a gun might be a misdemeanor. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. But, it's it's but not it's good. Felony, it's a bad it's idea. to own a, an illegal gun. I mean, they're, they're saying, uh, well, there's a candidate for governor here, a Democrat Party endorsed candidate, Erin uh, Murphy. And she said, I don't understand why the police had to make this a, uh, um, a, I'm using my words, not hers, you know, such a high intensity conflict. Yeah, why couldn't they de-escalate? Why couldn't they just walk up to him and calmly ask him, if you watch the video... Cops get out of the car and he just trucks right out of there. There's no, hey, you know, well, let's he, talk. He knew why they were there. He, it wasn't like he didn't know he shot the gun. He wasn't that out of it. I mean, you know, you know, the reason they showed up is because he had a gun and he shot it. And people called the police. He knew that. So well, what's what's your your rations going either going to be shit? I did something wrong. Now I'm getting caught. I better you know comply, which is which would be the smart thing to do. But this fool got up and ran and then grabbed at his gun. Well, when it comes to Aaron Murphy, what she's trying to do is walk this line of saying, I'm not trying to call the police out too harshly, and I'm certainly not going to blame this victim who's been shot. And everything that happened there is decisions he made. You know, if that had been a white guy who did that, he's still going to get shot. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, we just had an incident where... Uh... A young man, a white guy, ran out of a home. His mother had called the police think, saying that he was a danger to himself and to her, and it was threatening. Uh, police showed up. The guy ran out of the house with, a, I think it was a butcher knife, some sort of blade in one hand and a BB gun in the other. Guess what happened? Shot dead. Yeah. Um, that's what happens, you know? doesn't matter what your skin color is. Um, if, you, if you act like an aggressive attacker or act like a criminal... What do you expect's going to happen? Yeah, you're going to get shot. Yeah, the problem is this rhetoric from the left, and the and it's not even the far left. It's the it's the Democrats that the ones in charge. This rhetoric that they're basically um, fanning the flames of the of the mindset that police are out to kill black people. They're just itching for an excuse, and they're fanning that flame. And what's happening is people believe it. And once they start believing it to a, to a certain extent, then they're going to react in ways that put the police in danger and put themselves in danger in situations where otherwise, if they were thinking rationally, it would be, it would be a, um, uh, over without any kind of, um, you know, violence. But yeah. now it's just ratcheted up to the point where there's, there's, I mean, it's guaranteed. Because what are they thinking? They're thinking, well, regardless of what I do, they're going to shoot me. So either I should try to run away or I should take them out because they're going to try to kill me. I'll try to kill them. That's like, okay, well, that's where we're at now, huh? Well, there were um, at a Minneapolis city council meeting that a bunch of protesters showed up at. And one of the guys gets up there and says, we are literally being stalked. I'm like, God, that is some hyperbole there. I, I guarantee you, Minneapolis, St. Paul, any major cities police have hundreds, if not, depending on the size of the town, thousands of interactions with well, it, minorities it, in, in a week or month that nothing bad happens. Well, you got to admit, it wouldn't make the same impact if the guy got up and said, we are figuratively being stalked, <laughs> sir. Leave literally and figuratively out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you can literally leave literally out of it. We are figuratively yeah, being stalked, that just doesn't have the impact of saying literally being stalked. I don't, I don't think half the people who use that word know what it means. They literally don't. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but this whole idea that the police are just, just out to kill black people is insane. 
Am I saying there can't be racist cops? No, I'm not saying that. But, but even if there are racist cops, they're not going to be out there trying to ruin their lives and their and their families' lives by shooting people that they don't like. Well, they're, look at that. It look doesn't. That. Look at the cop in South Carolina. Doesn't square. No. Yeah, the cop in South Carolina. I mean, that guy was a cold blooded motherfucker. He shot that guy in the back. Oh, the one that tried to plant the gun? Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know if he tried to plant the gun. I don't know what he did, but he went over kind of looked to the... Like, yeah, it looked, it looked bad. Yeah. And then there was the Philando Castile shooting. Um, that guy just wasn't a very good cop. He was very panicky, but... I, I, I'm The more I looked into it, the more I, I believe he, he, re, he reacted probably a little too... Um, I don't know. I'm not, the word's not even aggressively. He just... Uh, I think he was amped up on adrenaline a little too much, but uh, the more I looked into it, the more I'm like, yeah, I mean, anybody in that situation could have been, could have been, um, thinking, Hey, this guy's going to pull this gun. Yeah. I mean, that should have never happened at the same time. Philando Castile, I believe from all the stuff I saw made some choices that led up to a position it shouldn't have been in. Yeah, he never intend. I don't believe he never intended to do anything harmful with that gun. Didn't no. didn't intend to threaten the police officer. Didn't. But he had a gun. He was he was uh, high with a with a gun with a child in the car, and and that right there puts you in the position where things happen, and it's going to be your fault. Yeah. Well, so. and even so, it's like just if he'd have just kept his hands at ten and two, and yeah, know. but he, but he's impaired. By I, drugs, I know, which I know that's that's why they say don't. It's it's against the law to carry a gun, even if you have a concealed carry permit. If you're under under the influence, I think I, I think even alcohol, it's not even point oh eight for alcohol for having that concealed. I think it's like point oh two or oh. I mean, it's like I think it's oh four. It's like one drink. If you and then, which makes sense. It's like they don't want people walking around impaired with with a gun on. Yeah, because the first thing to go is not your motor skills; it's your judgment. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's same with uh, with uh, weed. I mean, and I've seen, I saw videos before of him and his uh, Justine Diamond was the girlfriend in the car, right? No, no, it was something I think Diamond. her last name is Diamond, but I think you're. Oh, I'm conflating her. the Damon. Yeah. Right. The, but anyways, so Diamond, but she, they had videos before of them um, smoking weed in their car with the windows. Were they hot boxing the kid or something? Yeah, with with the windows seemed like rolled up, just a thick cloud of. Uh, uh, weed smoke in the car with a kid in the backseat. And it's like, they don't make good choices. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I always thought was kind of disturbing about that? Well, other than the man bleeding out in the video, if that, I'm putting myself in that situation saying if my wife or girlfriend significant enough to have had a kid with is sitting there and she gets shot and they're taking the kid out of the car, I don't think I would think, I got to put this on Facebook. I got to live stream this right now. Oh yeah, I felt I felt terrible for um, Castillo watching the video. It was blurred out, so it's not like I was watching to get you know rubbernecking. But um, he was bleeding out there, gasping for air, and she's sitting there with the camera talking shit. Yeah, and it's like, could you hold the guy's hand at least? Jesus, he's about to die. I mean, the guy and I, I don't, I have heard nothing to the contrary. Sounded like he was other than making some dumb choices. Yeah, otherwise a decent dude. Yeah, yeah. but but she sounds like a piece of work. Well, I've heard she well, she got in trouble of, for attacking somebody with like a hatchet or something, a hammer or something. Yeah, yeah something so. like that. It's crazy. All right, let's brick this. Oh yeah, so we're gonna do a couple cards from Table Topics, which is a uh, um in a lucite brick. <laughs> I gotta say that every time now. Um, you gotta but, make a thing out of it. Um, and. We're just going to go through these um, questions until we run out of cards. They're just interesting uh, stuff to lighten them up. Table topics is what the thing is called. Uh, (laughs) Would you rather have a great wardrobe or an amazing car? I don't care. Uh, I I dress in t-shirts and cargo shorts. I I drive a Honda Accord. I I don't give a shit about either one of them. Well, I've established already in the in. Before that, I'm a clothes horse. I, I will say this. If I had someone who would say, that looks good on you, you should wear that. I saw a men's health article one time years ago that said, I think it's like 10 years ago. So 
keep the money thing in perspective. It said, clear out your closet, your guy, take out all your clothes, come up with 12 or 1300 bucks. Here's the stuff you buy. Here's where you go buy it. Here's how much it costs. It said, that's the stuff you need in your closet. And it was like one sport coat, one nice suit, you know, three pairs of khaki pants and these colors. And if I could have a wardrobe that someone did that with, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd go with a car because I'm kind of thinking of some of the really cool shit. Cool. Like a, does an RV count? No, probably not. Sure. Like an awesome RV. I think if I, I can have the stylist, you can have the I RV. I think I'd go with the awesome RV. There so. you go. All right. Another one here. Like from uh, Stripes, when they took to Czechoslovakia. <laughs> the bulletproof one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's weird. Which are your favorite websites? Uh, uh, I don't want to say those here. Yeah. I can tell you what the content of those websites are. How about this? How about Google? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I spend a decent amount of time on YouTube lately, so probably. They no. have a lot of tentacle porn on YouTube for you? Uh, No. No, no, but but that's only one of the sites. <laughs> I see. But yeah, right. I mean, YouTube probably is the, the one I use quite a bit. I, I a couple of years ago, I hardly ever watched YouTube. But you know, YouTube had that YouTube Red where you can actually pay to not have commercials and to have some original content, and they give you like a month free. So I signed up for it because they had that Cobra Kai TV show mm-hmm. that they were putting on YouTube. Uh, Ralph Macchio, the original. Um, Ralph Macchio and what the the blonde guy that was the bad guy, the bad yeah kid at the end. So he he's. I in think it. he was a Van Patten. But it was it was it was pretty good. It was worth watching. So then there was another couple uh, shows on YouTube that were kind of interesting to watch. But overall, um, yeah, uh, YouTube. I don't, yeah, my, I don't think there's anything else that I really spend a lot of time website wise. My website stuff is super boring. Like, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I don't even go to Amazon that much. But like YouTube. Uh, checking my bank balance, my email and yeah. One more. One more. Hmm. Would you rather your home had a pool, a tennis court or a rose garden? Neither. Nothing. No, none of those. Uh, taking care of a pool is a pain in the ass. I don't care about tennis. I don't want to take care of any kind of flowers and I don't want to take care of a pool. If I had to have one of those, the only thing I'd say is that when I was a kid, tennis ball courts made excellent wiffle ball fields. Yeah. So let's do right. one more. That was dumb. Yeah. All right. Uh, if it were necessary to add two countries to the U.S., which would you pick? Cuba. Let's. All right. Because it's right there. Uh, Can't say Canada because that's really already part of America. Eh. <laughs> that's going to piss off a lot of Canadians. Yeah. I meant to do that. What? Seriously, one of my favorite things to do is bait Canadians because it doesn't take much to get them all fucking fired up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, I'd probably like a prosperous country is what I'd want to add. Well, then we can't put Canada. No, you'd have to. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head that I'd want. Uh, nope. I don't know. If you had to, if it was necessary. Venezuela, maybe? <laughs> yeah, Venezuela. Sounds good. And Iran. There we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, New York Times editorial board adds this. Is it Sarah's Young? I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher that last young name. Young or Young? I don't know how you pronounce it. It's Korean, and I'm not I'm not good at it. So, what? Okay, hang on. I had this. Her name is uh, Sarah Young or Young. So the New York Times hired her to be part of their editorial board. She's a 30 year old lawyer who used to write for The Verge, um, which I think is a tech website. So she um, she apparently, four or five years ago, has uh, put some fairly racist tweets out there. And she says they're, they're not racist. But let's just play a little game with these. Before we go into what they are, though... Um... The announcement of her hiring comes after the New York Times fired its previous brand new hire for the same technology position last February because, quote, she retweeted a racial slur. Yeah, Quinn Norton. She said something about, I'm friends with some neo-Nazis or something like that. Okay, so here are some of Sarah's tweets. These are all quoted, so I'm not going to do the quote-unquote thing. 
uh, dumbass fucking white people marking up the internet with their opinions is like dogs pissing on a fire, a fire hydrant. Are white people uh, predisposed to burn faster in the sun? Genetically uh, predisposed. It just is predisposed on here. Oh, I'm looking right at the okay. tweet. Thus logically only fit to live underground growing <laughs> like groveling goblins. Oh man, I'm I'm sick of how much joy I get out of Oh man, it's kind of sick how much joy I get out of being cruel to old white men. I dare say I dare you to get on Wikipedia and play things white people can definitely take credit for. It's really hard. Hashtag cancel white people. Yeah. Yep. Take any one of those and substitute any other group in. White men are fucking bullshit, she wrote. White people have stopped breeding. You'll all go extinct soon. This was my plan all along. So she comes back with this, and the New York Times joined in and said they called it biting satire. And she said she was only mimicking the tone of the people trolling her. So here's my question. To be trolled on this stuff, don't you have to have posted something like this first? So in other words, she's saying she posted stuff and all of a sudden everybody was throwing racial shit at her. So she came back with it. I actually don't know the specifics of the claim of, of their claim that it was it was a, her being a satirical based on people trolling her. But I mean, with a name like Sarah Young or whatever, I mean, people probably assume she's Asian and maybe she's saying, well, they just started um, making, you know, trolly racist comments to me immediately, regardless of what I had to say, which whatever it's the internet people are going to be assholes there's a certain percentage of people that'll be an asshole and they'll use the lowest common denominator the lowest hanging fruit to make fun of somebody who cares like most of them most people on the internet are yeah and it doesn't matter what, what race you are they're going to find a way to poke at you especially if you you know if you've got any kind of um following or any kind of um status you know yeah, and if people named like Big Dick Johnson 432 are trolling you, you just need to be able to go, eh, whatever. Yeah. As opposed to Bob Smith from Burbank, California kind of thing. And they're just, a lot of them are, are they're, you're, what what a troll is, they, they say things to get into the people's skins, even if they don't really believe it, they just want to get a reaction. So a lot of these trolls, they're, they just, they'll, they'll say the most vile, racist, massage, whatever shit, because they know it gets to the person. That's the only reason they're doing it. I thought, to get a rise out of people. I thought trolls hid under bridges and scared goats. Uh, yeah, that too. Okay. Um, but her her, her excuse is it's a novel one, and it's it's actually if you think about it, it's I guess it's a good excuse, even though it's like you look at it and you go, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, I get what you're doing there. It's a good excuse, but bullshit. Or it's the grown up version, and he started it. Yeah. You know, well, it's but but you can she's saying that she it's almost like saying when like I'm on the right and they go, well, you're a Republican, you're a white male and you're conservative, you're a Nazi. And I go, hell yeah, the Jews. And I'm being facetious. Right. And it's just like you know, <laughs> I'm feeding, you know, you're you're giving it back to go and say, fuck you. I don't care what you think. Go away. That's it's kind of what you're doing. Well, she's saying kind of along those lines. That's what she was doing. And so you can kind of go, OK, I get it. I get what you're saying. But bullshit. <laughs> yeah but she just has so much of it yeah and that's the another problem it's like oh uh like james gunn the suga example um james gunn we talked about this before he right? said he said well i i was a i'm a provocateur and i was just that was kind of how i got a rise out of people and i'd make these you know provocative movies and i'd make these provocative statements yeah i get it maybe one or two but the problem is it's like pathological when you start, when you go into the history of how many times he said pedophilia related um, statements um, that were, it's almost like if you're, if you're going to shock somebody, yeah, once or twice in a span, you know, that's one thing, but to consistently do it, it kind of, it, it points to some, some underlying thing going on with you. That's not just trying to be shocking. It's where you've got, you've got some sort of a obsession and you're fucking creepy. This woman, you've got an obsession. You fucking hate white people. It's not just one or two, you know, it wasn't her making a point saying, well, I can do this too. Here, you're going to, uh, you're going to say racist stuff and I'm going to say racist stuff to make you mad. No, no, this is over a period of time of her just being a fucking shit and, and showing her hatred. So does that mean when I keep giving you shit about watching tentacle porn that you have a problem or that I do? Hmm? Didn't want to say it, but, uh, <laughs> didn't want to put words in your mouth, but I didn't have to. <laughs> well, I told you that when I was. Playing cards with cards against humanity with some friends, 
and one of them gets a tentacle porn card, and they're like, tentacle porn, is that real? I'm like, yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> so, yeah, I if you substitute any of these tweets for a white male saying this about any, if a white guy says... Um, well, I mean, a white female, uh, one sure. one that she replaced, but let's said one thing. Let's do the whole, you know, offense Olympics here. If a white male goes, oh man, it's kind of sick how much joy I get out of being cruel to old white, old Latin men. Yeah, he's old done. Mexican guys. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I I dare you to go on Wikipedia and play things like uh, play things black people can definitely take credit for. It's really hard. Cancel all Asian people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fucking over. So, but the New York Times, it's just like any other liberal media. Liberal media, um, um, but they don't. They don't understand two things. I don't institution, think. I guess. Yeah. So let's say, let's. I'm just throwing out numbers, just pulling them out of my ass because I don't. I don't have these. But let's just say twenty percent of the New York Times readership is conservative leaning right of center. So let's say that 10% of those people go, this is bullshit. I'm done. I'm done with this. You have no credibility whatsoever. It's not a huge number, but in a day and age where newspapers are disappearing. Yeah. Hasn't there, hasn't there been mass layoffs in yeah, just and recent the York, years? The New York Times is, you know, when the bomb hits the New York Times, it's going to be cockroaches in the New York Times. So they're not going anywhere. But they're going to be a skeleton crew and they're not going to be making any money. Yeah. But they miss the chance. We talk about stupid decisions all the time. They miss the chance to say, you know what? We fucked up. We shouldn't have done this. They're not going to be short any amount of people looking for a job in the editorial board of the New York Times. They will find somebody for that job. So the idea that they stuck with her and said, we know she said some really stupid shit. And we know it was offensive. And we know it bothered a lot of people mostly people who read our magazine or our newspaper are white, just go statistically, you know, white being the predominant race. So, um, you got to believe that she's has, she is predisposed to offending a large part of their, uh, well, that you don't even have to be conservative. You could be white or, and liberal and look at this and go, what? They would have been far better off to just go, we screwed up. We're going to do it again. Yeah. What are they counting on? The cucky, the cucky liberals that uh, agree with her? Like, yeah, white people are terrible. They think their readership consists mostly of white cuck liberals that go, you know, I really hate my race. <laughs> is that what they're about? That's, is that what they hope for? Or that that's what the majority of their uh, readership is? You know, I, I think it, I don't think there was any sort of decision in there other than the editorial board probably leans very hard left. And it's saying it's really not that offensive if you think yeah. about it. She and, was, and we've got we've got a spin for it anyway, so it's we're a, fine. It's a good enough excuse. This yeah. will all blow over. Yeah, and it will. Oh, absolutely, it will. But my point is, they have no credibility, and so yeah. when people stop believing the news, when Trump says fake news, which I think is kind of a bullshit thing to throw out there all the time. But, nope. But this makes it really easy. Well, there is some fake news. There definitely is. Yes. But when that's your response to everything you disagree with, I think that's kind of bullshit. But when this comes out, it's easy for him to stand up in a rally and go, just see what they did? That woman hates white people and they hired her. Yeah. And he's, it's a legit thing and to do. And he's not going to be wrong. Right. That's Well, That let's transition to Acosta then. Jim Acosta. I mean, it's a good talk about Cox. He's a, he's a good example of a guy that... that is suffering the consequences of this far left uh, bubble they're all in. And they're finally getting a taste of what it's like to not be in that bubble. And it's not like Jim Acosta said, I, I was at this Trump rally and people, the people were berating me and they were coming after me. I didn't feel safe. It didn't feel like America. I'm like, Oh Jesus. You know, I mean, talk what, about snowflake. What part didn't feel like America? I wonder. Was it the part where people are insulting other people? Because maybe Jim should shut up. No, the, no, the part where they he he did get to say whatever he wants to say, and they have to shut up and listen and accept what he has to say, uh, like like good um, 
you know, good simpletons because he knows the media, they're, they're better than the rest of us. And we need to shut up and listen. And once he gets a taste of actual freedom of speech and gets people going, yeah, you're full of shit. He's like, <gasps> clutches his pearls. How dare you? You know, he doesn't get it. It's a, he, because they've been insulated from this before Trump quite a bit. I mean, they could, they pointed to Fox news and they'd snicker and laugh about Fox news being, you know, Oh, you're, you know, brainwashing the the idiots out there, and and uh, they you know say all these fools that watch you know Fox News, but we've got this you know we 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 got the real news, and we, we've got we've got the um the moral uh what um, moral imperative yeah moral authority yeah, and once they realize no we don't uh, that's a lot of the people out there think you're full of shit. Do you picture Jim Acosta as more of a pearl clutcher or a purse clutcher? Um. A panty twister, maybe. I mean, he's a he's a fairly dapper dresser. He's always got a suit and tie on, so maybe pearls. But I kind of picture him, you know, holding the purse up under his chin like that, and kind of. Yeah, he's got that. He's got that stern newsman look with the with the pursed lips, and because a a a purse would have tissues in it, you know, to wipe his tears <laughs> away. But then, you know, if if you've got the pearls, maybe you have you know tissues tucked into the sleeve of your shirt, like Grandma used to do all the time. <laughs> But then I picture him wearing a big sweater. I digress. But yeah, Jim Acosta is a. It's funny, he, you know, he'll stand up in those White House press conferences and give Trump a bunch of shit, and Trump just goes, "I'm not answering your questions. You're fake news." Yeah, and and it gets to him. It gets under his skin. But Acosta's. The funny thing was, he says all of this hateful stuff that's coming at him is because of what Trump said. It's not because of what he did. He yeah. takes no responsibility for anything he said. Well, also, I mean, the the what a pussy he is is what really pisses me off. Where he says, "I he I don't know who he was talking to." Oh, it was S.E. Cup, and she was interviewing him, and he said, "I didn't feel safe. They they we we are behind barricades because we feel because because they they might do something to us." It's like motherfucker, what's happening to the people that go anywhere wearing a Trump hat? Uh, talk about getting accosted. They're getting beat up. They're getting shit thrown see, in their face. I see what you did there. Being accosted. Oh, ac- yeah. <laughs> accosted. Accosted. <laughs> but anyways, so, but, but really, if you're on the right and you go into a, ha- a, a, a lefty haven and you wear anything like an um, American flag shirt, for Christ's sake, or, or, uh, or a MAGA hat or even a red hat that's not MAGA. Like make Bitcoin great again? Right. You'll get a caught. You will get attacked. You and and there's case after case of legitimate cases that are documented of this happening. Not this bullshit, f- uh, fake hate crime bullshit that happens on the left. This is real stuff. So Acosta's sitting there saying, "Oh, I don't feel safe. We have to have barricades to keep them from hurting us because they're violent and they're just on the on the on the, on the edge of of beating us up." Like, shut the fuck up, you. That pussy. does sound like him. Yeah. When you do it that way. I, I, it really makes me mad. <laughs> Hence the fist you're making right now. <laughs> I'm going to unclench my fist here. <laughs> I, it's just funny to me though, that they have no sense of response. They being a, not all reporters on the left, but ones like Jim Acosta who are so offended when people do this stuff and they say, you know, I'm so afraid of, uh, you know what the guy's saying. So in his mind, what Trump says makes people on the right want to hurt him. But when people basically trash stuff at Berkeley, it's what Milo Yiannopoulos said. <laughs> yeah. So the right makes the left crazy and the right makes the right crazy, but he is the voice of reason. He's just there reporting. He's just calling it as he sees it because he's virtuous. Yeah. And I think I'm stealing from uh, Jung on this whole thing, who I heard through Jordan Peterson, so everybody's triggered by Jordan Peterson can stop listening. Um, again, I've said this before: if you don't understand how bad you can be, you can't, you can't be truly virtuous. You know, it, because right. if you if you re- wield the reins of power and you better and you don't say, you know, I need some checks and balances on me because I can get crazy sometimes. You can't be good. And the problem is when you think like people like Acosta do, you can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want because you're right. You're virtuous. And therefore, you can't see how you started any of this. And stuff. I think deep down, a lot of them know their shit and, and or they're, they've got, 
they, they know deep down and they project it on the other side. So Acosta is projecting on people, on, on those people at the rally. He's projecting something because those people aren't thinking, I can't wait to tear him limb, to, limb from limb. That's not what they're thinking. There's probably a couple in there. Maybe, but that, generally speaking, that's not. Like you. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. with uh, your clenched but a lot of it on the left is projection. It's it's like, well, we're we're not good people. We would do these underhanded bullshit things. So why wouldn't they? Yeah, they they're doing it. I know they are. I I agree with you to the point where I don't think with most of them it's. I don't think it's even a conscious thought. I think though. it's subconscious. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. When I say it, I don't mean it consciously. That's what they're thinking. But it's like deep kind of deep down, they know they've got that capacity. And it probably scares them, but they don't want to admit it. But they do want to project it on the opposition because they know it's with them, within them to do it. So, so why isn't it within the their opposition and their their hateful and evil? So, yeah, obviously they're gonna it's gonna be right out on the surface, and they're gonna do it. They're gonna they're gonna beat people up. They're gonna be racist, you know. They're whatever. It's it's yeah. It's it's silly. If they do a little self reflection, uh, they'd be a little better off. Well, I mean, if. Uh... We mentioned the Raylan Givens things before. If you wake up in the morning and you run into an asshole, hey, he's the asshole. If all day long you've been running into assholes, you're the asshole. Yeah, exactly. And so Jim Acosta goes to this thing, and everywhere he goes, he's like, everyone is so mean to me. That's a good Acosta. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do the foot stomp. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they make me so angry. <laughs> but I can't get angry because then I'm like them. No, he's... He, it's just the hand wringing and the pearl clutching mm-hmm. uh, that they do over this stuff, and he never once, even I don't think, thinks for a second. Did I contribute to this at all? Is there anything I did? No, because he's the media. He's the news. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's CNN. Yeah. You know, and as James Earl Jones will tell you, CNN is pretty good shit. Yeah. So I don't know where we are in time. Do you? Uh, forty-two. 42? Pretty good. we got a couple more minutes to talk about babies. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this. This pisses me off. Oh, okay. It fucking pisses me off. So you're not... The whole point is that people are... There's a, a subset of retards out there. I'm sorry. Um, progressives. That that was that was hurtful <laughs> for me against um, people. That was a macro aggression. With, with mental challenges. I should not have equated them with progressives. I'm sorry. Um, progressives out there that believe that you don't... You can't. You shouldn't force. Uh, you shouldn't force gender conformity on your on your child. You should let them develop and learn their their gender preferences on their own. Is that is that? Did I get the gist of that right? I I would condense it even more and say it's somehow wrong to tell a boy he's a boy and a girl she's a girl. You know. Yeah. Because you can't you can't do that because that somehow scars them for life. You know, the, so what they what they want to do is they want to keep away any kind of. Um, so they refer to their kids yeah, as they. Yeah, you don't want to uh, you don't want to denote or put any kind of label on your child that will skew them one way or the other. Even if you're born, they're born genetically born male or genetically born female. That doesn't matter because that has nothing to do with gender. You know, there is a place in the world for femininity and masculinity. Those two things are important. And the idea that they don't matter. And as a matter of fact, it's okay is. to be, if, if there's a man that uh, has more of an effeminate qualities than masculine qualities, big deal. Okay, fine. I don't care. That's just, but but to say that uh, you're, as a child, you, so no blue blankets, no no trucks for boys, no dolls for girls, which is what they're inclined to, generally speaking, what they're inclined to want to do. You give a, what was it you that told me? You give them a pickle and a girl... A girl wants to make it into a little baby, and the boy wants to turn it into a uh, sword. Yeah, I I don't think I told you that, but I heard that. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's what happens, you know. Um, well, they've they've done all sorts of studies with this. They, being scientists and researchers, people more qualified to do this than you are, have done these these studies where they, you know, they watch kids develop, and you know, the boys do the stuff that boys typically do. They want to play with trucks and they want to, well, this is what girls want to play with babies. And this is, I, I guess I I'm getting as frustrated about this and mad about this as you, because I don't even think it doesn't even make sense that we're having to ex- explain this. It, it, it goes, I kind of hate the term common sense, but it, 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 it goes against common sense to try to push this kind of bullshit on people. Um, 
that there's no there's no such thing as inherent um, traits uh, between the sexes. There are, yeah. Well, there are outliers. There are uh, exceptions, just like in anything. But we can we can speak in generality. That's called wisdom. Well, yeah, was um, my kids were asking me the other day, what's the difference between intelligence, and wisdom? And I said, intelligence is what you know, and wisdom is how you apply it. Right. And uh, this is you can be really smart and make stupid fucking decisions, and this is one of them. I think you harm kids doing this stuff. That's my opinion. Um, it's just, it's stupid. I mean, well, you're talking about creatures that shit themselves and don't have a problem with it. They can't formulate an identity based on, so if they can't do that, they're one, they're, they're not capable of making that decision for themselves. And two, um, you're attributing a level of, intelligence and consciousness to them that they don't have right but you're another problem is there's been psycho child psychologists out there and a lot of them have been excoriated for this for even saying this but it's true oh that is a big word <laughs> that's a ten dollar word buddy uh that for for saying that um kids go through they, they go through um stages where they may um identify or or um drift towards another kind of gender like you know you got a male a male that starts acting more feminine or a female that starts acting like tomboys is a good example a girl that starts acting like the boys um and that happens but he says a lot of times what happens is they grow out of it the problem nowadays is that these progressive parents and progressive doctors and progressive whatevers are taking that stage in life very young and going well this is what they are you know they they identify as the opposite gender. So what we're going to do is we're going to put them on a regimen of drugs. We're going to put them on some puberty blockers and it's going to be beautiful. They're going to have a great life. Well, and here's where it, here's where it really kind of disturbs me. I think boys, I can't speak for girls, but I think boys go through a stage and it depends on the kid anywhere between six and 12 or 13, maybe that I would say the word you could use is they're attracted to other boys, not sexually or anything like that, but it's a, there are certain other kids you just want to be around, you know, that kid's good in sports. So I like hanging out with him, you know, and I, it has nothing to do with a sexual attraction. It has to do with sort of a, a like attracting like kind of thing. I mean, kids at that age sort of herd up. Well, yeah. you know? well, this the the, same concept of a man crush. You want to be. You got, you got a dude that you think is super cool and you want to hang out with him. Yeah, it's not sexual. Be, you want to be around the cool kid. Yeah. I think at that age, when they say, so take a nine year old kid who wants to hang out with boys and uh, somebody says, oh, why don't you like hanging out with the girls? Blah. I don't like girls. They're icky. Yeah, a lot of nine year old boys say that, but someone might go, you know, he's always hanging out with the boys. I'm always playing tackle football. Maybe my son's gay, you know, and you start saying that to a nine-year-old kid saying, well, you want to be around the boys, don't you? You don't want to be around the girls. So you must be gay. And that's okay. Mm. And I think that can confuse the kid. Just let them be kids. Well, let it's not even a matter do. of, nowadays, it's not a matter of them telling us, oh, it's okay to be gay, which it is. It's not, I don't, there shouldn't be a problem with that problem it's not with only, it, but they're pushing it there. It's, it's an agenda at this point where the progressives, they see that and they go, Ooh, this is great. Let's celebrate. No, no, no. You, you're gay. You are gay. No, you, you know what? We're going to go to a gay pride parade. That's where we're going to go. And we're going to stand right next to the guy that's got that fucking, uh, the, what the, the dildo up his ass with the horse tail glued on at the end. We're going to stand next to him. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna you know have the, the rainbow flags and we're gonna be cheering and clapping it on when when uh what what is it what's the two kids the two nine year old kids that uh, do drag now oh I don't know um, and when they come when they come um, sashaying down the street in drag hypersexualized as children in front of a bunch of gay men um that, that that's something to cheer that's something you know that's beautiful. No, it's not fucking beautiful. It's perverted. And I'm not saying being gay is perverted. I'm saying that when you sexualize children, when you, when you bring sex into the equation before, when they're innocent of it and they're not even thinking about it, you have a fucking problem. Yeah. Well, I don't even want to go with the thing about you're going to give me a hard time for making this lefty statement. I don't even want to say to gay people, it's okay to be gay. Because it almost sounds like I'm going, well, you have my permission to be gay. Now you're normal. No, it's okay to be white too. How about this? I don't fucking care if you're gay. You know, I, 
<laughs> it's got nothing to do with me. You know? So you do you. You be what you want to be. And I remember being in college and stuff when people would say, wouldn't you worry if your best friend was gay that he would want to try and fuck you? It's like, <laughs> I didn't worry about it when my best friend was a girl and I wasn't attracted to her, you know, and worry about it then. If you just went, yeah, there's no way I'm going to sleep with her. She's nice, but I know. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't worry about it then. But the problem is now we've gotten to that point where it's, it's um, a celebration and you have to, in any, any time, like any aspect of, of gender it, that's brought up, it's not just, it's not just, you can't make a statement out of something when it comes to gender. You have to make a, you have to make a, um, a celebration. I can't, I can't think of another word for it. You have to make, you have to make a party out of it. You know, it's like, no, if, if you think that my boy, my son is, is acting kind of feminine, um, Instead of going, yeah, well, you know, maybe it's a phase, you know, maybe you'll grow out of it, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. No, no, no. It's the opposite now. It's like, holy shit, this is awesome. Let's go to a gay pride parade and really show everybody what you are. It's like, that might, no, That might be relax. a bit of a leap. No, but that's, that's, that's what I'm seeing. I'm sure it has happened. But what? I'm just saying, just because a kid shows that he might be gay at nine. I don't think the parents are immediately going, well, we I have think, to get him to a pride parade. I think leftist parents are. I think I think it's part of that virtue signaling I think some of them. Where do. they're excited. They're like, oh, shit, this is going to get me points in my in my progressive points. Well, I remember seeing a guy, someone reposted this, a guy on Facebook four or five years ago. It was like, this is my son. It was a picture of a son. He's five and he's gay. And I'll have words oh with anybody. Who's, it's like, who fucking cares? The kid's not fucking gay anyway it, even if he is he's not the first you know just i would i i have a problem with that saying he's gay because that come that that's like a uh a sexual attraction term and i don't like it i, I you can say yeah this is my son he's effeminate okay <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that they're yeah, okay sure but that i don't like the because you're sexualizing kids too young when you start pulling that shit i don't like it you know that you mentioned the i won't stand for it rooster <laughs> you mentioned the celebration thing yeah. it did make me think of a joke i think it was bill burr who did this and if it isn't i'm, I'm sorry whoever had the joke because it was hilarious they said it was a guy and he said ladies if you want us to start taking you seriously we have to you have to stop insisting we celebrate your birthday after 30 it's over yeah. <laughs> it's like don't not that you're not worthwhile or anything let's You've had a bunch of celebrations. If you want your birthday to be like this big, long thing, he goes, we just can't respect you. Yeah, especially when they want a birthday a week. Yeah. <laughs> That's my birthday. I think it's to be special. <laughs> yeah. You're 33. It's just another day. So anyway. All right. With that, we're not celebrating your birthday either. No, I should hope not. Yeah, because it's nothing special. Oh, no, I'm sad. <laughs> Are you? I microaggressed you. Now I'm Mac, you aggress you. I fucking hate you. Yeah. Well, yeah. If I wish people would see the tear in my eye right now. They'd, they'd feel for me. Yeah, really. They'd call you a monster. They would. I, probably. You're a hateful monster. But you know what? I know how hateful I can be. So therefore, I'm virtuous. Oh, touche. See? All right. Bringing it back again. <laughs> All right. Well... Have a good night, folks. Uh, if you want to contact us, it's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And if anything we said tonight offends you, don't contact us at all. <laughs> all right. See you. Bye. Bye.